Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. You know there's a saying, there's no time like being on time. Well, this is an on-time word. I want you to stay tuned because we have more biblical principles for contemporary living, Concepts for Living. And so, stay tuned as I speak from the theme. This is it. Now, you might note that there was a time when Jesus met with religious leaders of his day, and in, in his conversation with them, he chided them. And this is what he said to them. You can interpret weather conditions. You can read the signs in the skies. But can ye not discern the signs of the time? Can you not discern the sign of the time? This question can also be put to us in our modern sphere. Do you know what season we are in? Do you know where God has permitted us to journey to? We are in a place right now that I would want to refer to as a place of end time blessing. Now I'm aware that in our world today, we have a lot of upheaval. Our world is in a state of flux. And what's more, these are precarious times. Very perilous and precarious. You know all about right now what we've had to deal with in this pandemic. And many hearts are broken. Many lives have been shattered. Many families yet struggle to find wholeness again because of loved ones that have departed. In some families, more than one. But they must go on. They're required to keep on living until God said, that's it. So now you'll notice in my text that the prophet Ezekiel Pierce into the future. And he catches a vision of our time. I said he catches a vision of our time. His feet were standing in another day. But yet his eyes see where you and I are today. That's awesome. That's why prophecy is so critical and prophecy is so important to the extent that we will know not merely what's going on, but what God has already determined in the future will go on. And you and I are part of that. So don't get caught up in telling people, I don't know what's going on. You should know what's going on. You should understand that no matter how much we are facing areas of life and situation that baffle us, let us have, though, in the midst of it all, a firm conviction and understanding that I know who I am, I know who I serve, and I know where I am in him. Amen. 
Now, the way God operates, or his modus operandi, his MO, is that God would say something like this. I'm going to do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I'm going to do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I mean, of all that ought to know it, we ought to know it. We ought to know that God is, in fact, up to something. When we look at our world situation, God is up to something. When we are facing problems and conditions that, that are, you know, uh, earth-shattering, God is up to something. I, I, I said God is up to something. We may not understand everything, but we know God is at work. And we know God is moving in the midst. Now, notice that God uses the method of promising. He promises. You know, God will tell you, I'm going to do this. And I will do it at a certain time in a certain way. I promise you. Now, let me tell you something. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. Somebody may even come up to you and tell you, no way. But I want to say this. If I say nothing else today, the God we serve is faithful to his promises. Every promise that he has made, and there are thousands of them in the Bible. I say thousands of them. Someone has actually said that for every problem you face, there's a promise to match it. Can I say here a moment? For every problem you face, there is a promise to match it. To the extent that you and I will believe God, his promises are true. In fact, the apostle Paul declared that all the promises of God have a yes on it. I said all the promises of God is stamped with a yes. May not look like it, may not feel like it, but yes, it shall come to pass. They are yes and amen in Christ. In other words, the validation of the faithfulness of God's promises has been validated by his son. They are yea and amen. Yea simply means yes and amen. In other words, it's so and amen means it's done. Are you listening to me? The done part, the part that you and I are working to, the part that we are moving into is as we move into it, a state of mind and spirit that says, I may not see everything, I may not understand every detail, but as I'm going through it, I know it's going to work out. I know it's going to come to pass. I know because it's amen. Not only so let it be, but celebrating that it will be. Well, you know, we have three points to our messages. For this message, point one, the promise. Point two, the process. And point three, the provision. God will send the rain, the latter rain. 
rain of harvest. So stay tuned and be blessed. Now, the Apostle Peter, here's a New Testament passage. I'm trying to establish this business of the promise of God that is so awesome. Uh, turn to Acts of the Apostles. The Acts of the Apostles, and uh, we're going to look at a particular passage in verse chapter 3. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3. I'll read verse 19 down to 21. Repent ye. Therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When, say when, when, the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at verse 20. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Whom the heavens must receive until the times of restitution of all things. Which God had spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets. Since the world began. God made promises. That early in man's history. That early. The Bible says that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Oh my. That means before he came, he was slain. Before he came, he was slain. Before he came, he'd already been to Golgotha. What we see in the Testaments, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, is to help us to get the picture of what has happened and walked out before us in the life of Jesus in his earthly son of man life period. He became like us. So he would show us what God had already done for us. Somebody's going to get this thing. And what I'm saying is this, that when you look here, it says that there is going to have to be a time of repentance. And a time of repentance will lead to a time of refreshing. And a time of refreshing will lead to absolute restitution. Oh, Jesus. Y'all going to make me preach this morning. I'm saying that this must be ingrained in our psychic, in our innermost person. Because that's what happens when refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. Oh my God, I feel something about to happen for somebody. I don't know if you're watching. I don't know if you're sitting here. I don't know who and where you are, but I've got something to tell you. You are on the edge. You are on the doorstep of God releasing a refreshing in your life. 
are refreshing in your devotional life, are refreshing in your witnessing life, are refreshing in your ministering life, are refreshing in your business, are refreshing on everything concerning you. I said everything is about to be refreshed. Now watch this. He said, that's going to happen. Now it's important here because you're going to have to appreciate the sequence. Uh, the sequential point here is that God said, I'm going to send showers of blessing in the due time or due season. And that season is going to be a period before Jesus who came from heaven will come again so that heaven must receive him. Heaven must receive him back because right now he is in heaven interceding. Am I right? We have an advocate in heaven. His name is Jesus Christ the righteous. Am I right? Okay, so, so I'm saying, but, but, but while he's in heaven, this is what the passage is alluding to. While he's in heaven and we are here, some things going to happen. And what's going to happen to us and for us and through us is going to be what will signal his return. Then Christ, the Bible said God will send Jesus. Didn't you read it? God's going to send Jesus back. Are you with me? But while God is going to send Jesus back, the precipitating factor will have to be what you let God do in and for you. Are you listening to me? He's not coming back until this period when God will send a deluge a blessing upon people. He's not going to leave heaven until all the promises of God are fulfilled. Then he will return. I said then he will return. So you and I are in a strategic place and this place is a place of blessing. I will, I, I will, I will do what? I'm going to send some showers. They're going to come down. And you and I in the right season. Because you see, <laughs> if, if a shower starts and the sun is bright, no clouds in the sky, we say, what's going on? It's raining. Because in our thinking, the car's got to be dark. This is not the kind of environment for rain to be falling. Look not to the skies. Don't be regulated about the meteorologist's reports as it relates to your spiritual life. Actually, remember this, that God said, I will cause 
the showers to come down. I'm going to cause the showers. In other words, I choose to determine when. Not only what, but when. And he says, I'm going to let it come down in what? In his season. You see, you and I have to appreciate where we are. Think with me where you are. Not only what you come through and not only what you're going through, but I think that somewhere along the way, regardless of what you're going through, you need to know where you are. Now, once we can, once we can turn that corner, then we'll start praising God right now just on a promise. I, 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 I hear somebody talking back to me and you say, you want me to clap? I don't have it yet. I'll wait till I get it. Then I'm going to start clapping. I'm going to say something to God. I'm going to let him know how much I believe him, how much I love him. Wait till I get it. Wait till I get it. Wait till, no, no, no. Look at somebody and say, no, this is. Because once we can clap, you don't have it yet you're just clapping on a promise what it will do is honor the promiser to say they believe me they're expecting it they're anticipating it and they're operating on the promise blessing I will cause not your friends not governmental systems not the best strategists in the world, not the best economists, not the best industrialists, but God said, I feel like preaching, God said, I will cause, I will cause showers to come down. Did you get it? the former rain and the latter rain and you and I are in the latter rain season and as a result of that not only will you be blessed but everything around you everything associated with you will be blessed because this is harvest rain and you will receive a harvest why because this is it so until next time when I shall come to you with more concepts for living May God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.